0: Welcome to this week's episode of Let's Talk Business. I'm Mr. Clean, hosting with The Hitman, and we are joined briefly by a special guest. Julia. Hey.
1: <laughs> big, big Julia. Big girl now. This is The Hitman, Maya speaking, here with Anton and Julia, the green team. Yep. How's everyone doing? You doing good,
0: Julia? Yeah.
1: Yeah? good, good. good. So I take it that when the business are back, Julia will be accompanying us to the, to the ring, or she will be there as a supporter.
2: Can
0: you carry the
1: bats,
2: yeah.
1: bats and belts.
2: Yeah.
1: The belts included, indeed. We need those belts. We need, we still, well, technically, we still got the belts. Yep.
0: Yeah, you're going to garden with the bats. Yeah. Yeah, so mouth. Yeah. Julia's going to do the predictions as well. She's got her elimination chamber predictions. I think I'm going to get these elimination chamber. Predictions this week, this time I am. Now I, okay. I, 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 I am. I just won the mass singer. I picked sausage.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I, would, I was in semi finals.
0: Yeah. Julie got to the semi final, the mass singer. She chose dragon oh. to win. I backed the sausage, oh. yeah, and I won. Uh, I've got a good feeling about these elimination chamber predictions. They're yeah. on up to the Rumble.
1: What's in the market? Well, you know, what's what's, what's happening?
0: Happened a moment. Well, so we record, it seems to be only be four official matches. So mm-hmm. you've got the, the two elimination chamber matches mm-hmm. the, for the championships. So the first one, WWE Championship, uh, yeah. as we saw on Raw, Kofi Kingston has taken the Miz's spot. So you've got Drew McIntyre playing against Sheamus, Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, and Kofi Kingston. <laughs>
1: Well we both know his winning that, though. Yeah, you're going for Drew. Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Ooh. Again, looking from a logical point. Who who else can win? Really, who else can win? You know, seeing a story for WrestleMania obviously with Sheamus.
0: Oh, oh. I'm speaking oh. at this point. I left out Randy Orton. He's gonna Let pump it. he's gonna pump me in the head now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's going to take out and people. Well, even with Randy Orton, I'm just thinking. you still sticking with Drew? Again, <laughs> yeah, I still stick with Drew, but I think I kind of want that little, um, I want that triple threat. Drew, Edge ah, and Randy just, to, plan, just wow. to knock the fans and you off. Just yeah. to
0: knock everybody out. <laughs> off. To knock me off. <laughs> That's what I going to do. I'll cancel WrestleMania. <laughs> you know oh yeah, is. of course. Because <laughs> I think really, realistically,
1: if it's not going to be the triple threat, mm. then well, yeah. I, I can only see it being Drew and
0: Sheamus. yeah, well, you yeah. know, gonna come back, you have got to come back. What at the chamber? basically. That's true. Yeah, like well, you're thinking possibly Sheamus could win it and then defend against Drew at WrestleMania. Could be. Okay. That is, yeah, it's a possibility. I didn't think of that one. But that could, that could be one. Who do you think think's gonna win? Did you? Who?
2: So
0: you've got these out uh, of those six. So uh, not Miz, it's Kofi Kingston not from trash the New man. Day. No. Tra- yeah, apparently yeah, <laughs> Sheamus is Trash Man. <laughs> <laughs> when we call, she said, "The trash man." <laughs> it's a trash man, shame. <laughs> not trash man. He's not winning. Drew. No. Think Drew's going to keep the championship. Maybe. Yeah. Or Legend Killer. Oh. Or AJ Styles. Or Jeff Hardy. No.
2: Drew? Um, yeah,
0: either
2: King Drew or the Legend Yeah.
0: Which one do you want to go for?
2: I'll go with Dave. Hey, Dave's not it. No. Drew
0: McIntyre. Drew. Oh, you're going with me as well. i I pick Drew. I'm picking Drew.
2: Yay!
0: We're all going Drew. <laughs> well,
2: what if we all get
0: it wrong? <laughs> we all go, oh, no <laughs> one wins. Nobody wins the other, The other Elimination Chamber match is. Mm-hmm. It's, well, it's not actually. Roman Reigns isn't in it. So it's not for the Universal title. It's for the winner fights Roman Reigns same night. So that means we've also got to predict okay. uh, the, the actual temperature match. So the, the okay. Elimination Chamber match is Cesaro. Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, King Corbin, and Sami Zayn, and the, the, whoever wins that and then gets the chart. So who do you think is going to actually win the chamber? Kevin Owens is going to win the
1: yeah. chamber for sure, okay. and yeah. I still believe Roman's going to go to WrestleMania. So you know, he you know, Kevin Owens will win, yeah, and, and Roman, Roman will come out and, and batter down, you know, a, a very tired Kevin Owens and go to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm.
0: What about yourself? I was, I, I, the obvious pick seems to be Kevin Owens. I'm wondering if it could be something... I'm mm. thinking maybe Cesaro might, as a, just to throw us off, because it looks blatant that it's going to be Kevin Owens. Just finished the mm. story. So I'm, I'm going to go yeah. with uh, a bit of a wild. i take a chance that Cesaro will win the chamber. Okay. And then lose to Roman. That's my pick. So Roman's okay. going to come out. about you? Do you, you think that's going to win out of those six? Jey Uso. Oh, he thinks he's going to be tribal cheese versus his cousin.
2: Okay. Right.
1: <laughs> and so, will, will Jey Uso be um, Roman Reigns, Julio? he beat
0: the tribal cheese at the end. Nah. Nah, the tribals winning. Tribal nah. cheese. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's the, that's the universal championship. And then all we've got announced is, oh, the, there is supposed to, there was going to, be, it hasn't been updated on WWE.com, but there was going to be women's, title match. It was going to be Asuka versus Lacey Evans. <laughs> Come back, Dave. Come back. Do you want to go first? So, so apparently it's Lacey Evans was pregnant, which means no. I think the match isn't going to happen. And then the Lashley, other match, Lashley, Lashley. the other match is Lashley against Riddle and Keith Lee, the US oh. belt.
1: I don't know part of me thinks Keith Lee mm. but my brain is saying go with Lashley because mm, obviously yeah. Lashley can win the belt sorry, sorry Lashley can retain the belt sorry and then at Wrestlemania Keith Lee can take it off him or if you know if the if the higher ups are still heads or shoulders for Matt Riddle then give it to him
2: mm. yeah yeah I think Lashley but,
1: uh, yeah I, I don't think the belt will change with the
0: Wrestlemania so
2: yeah
0: are you picking? you do?
2: Okay.
0: you got Show you to show you the pictures,
2: okay? Let's see, let's see. Let's see. Let's see.
0: You remember see. you saw a riddle, didn't you? Oh, yeah. The bare feet. I
2: remember. Oh, not him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, who, who do you think is gonna win out of those three?
2: I don't want the one to win with the bare feet. No. So, Bobby Lashley or Keith Bobby Lashley,
0: Lashley, familiar. Okay. All right, so yeah, I'm gonna go Lashley. Mm. All three Lashley.
1: But yeah. You know, what, at team this team point, team. I'm wondering how I'm gonna actually gonna win this.
0: The only way you could ball win ball. is if is the elimination chamber. I've took a chance. Okay. Zaro, instead yeah. of Kevin Owens. So I've taken so a bit good. of a risk there. Yeah, so Julius, Julius, mm-hmm. Julius. A variation, so yeah, we're not completely the same. We're completely the same on everything except for the SmackDown Elimination Chamber. Yeah, and, and I bet you that'll be the one to ruin me <laughs> yeah.
1: as well.
0: I bet you. Yeah, but you—you—that's the the one with uh, J. Uso. J. Uso for oh. you—you've gone with a safe bet. If it was this was betting, you've yeah, gone—you've gone with the outsider, not a complete outsider. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. So, yeah, that'll be our predictions. We'll find out next week, find out on Sunday. All righty, so Julia's got some important business she needs to take care of. So she's mm-hmm. making a flying, flying visit. On oh, yeah. He's on business. Yeah. yeah, you want to say goodbye for now? Ah! To, everybody, to everybody out there. And-
1: Julia, Bye. I look forward to, to seeing you on the next show.
0: As Julia departs, did you want to expand a little on some of the happenings that are going on?
1: Oh, it's It's good. But I think for me personally, Sheamus being involved in the chamber, mm. I think mm. it's a good idea. Because really what it does, it kind of builds another layer of the story between him and Drew. Mm. Personally, I would like him to win the match. Mm. But I, I don't know, because I'd like him to win the match just because obviously it gives him another shot at the belt. It gives him you know, another championship on his resume. Mm. But also, it basically builds Drew as that fighting champion as well but because he was like the fighting challenger I apologise a mm-hmm. challenger but the thing is because he's held the belt for so long anyway over the past year or so
2: yeah
1: I guess on a feelings perspective you kind of want him kind of to go in as champion as you know of WrestleMania rather than as last year he went in as Rumble and you know, won the belt mm-hmm. It looks good on paper that oh you know after the year he's had he's basically been like the champion of COVID you know, really during COVID, he's basically been the guy to really send
2: the ship. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's good.
1: But however, my think the only thing I will say though is if Sheamus obviously loses, they have to do it in such a way in which it won't devalue him, which WWE can never seem to manage.
0: Yeah, it doesn't always happen that way, does it? I mean, I I see what you're saying. If that, yeah, probably if they were any reason that the decision was to make Sheamus and Drew McIntyre the WrestleMania match I think it probably would a little bit more of a make it a bit more special if Drew is actually challenging for it rather than just a random defense it's like reclaiming his goal three time champ I suppose that's I suppose unless they're uh, you know it depends what else they've got if they've got Brock which we're kind of holding out for aren't we if we're going to see Brock Lesnar and Drew but probably, if not yeah. then I imagine yeah it probably would be Sheamus versus Drew WrestleMania WrestleMania. I can't my, think what else is big.
1: My only issue with that, though, is that if Brock comes back, he needs to come back at the chamber. Mm. But if he comes back at the chamber, we both of us, we both want Brock to win.
2: Mm.
1: <laughs> but at the same time, they need to kind of give Drew that continuous moment, that continuous momentum, and that continuous lift up. Because I think if he loses against Brock, nothing against Drew, but I can't see Brock losing the belt back to him within six months. So yeah. it's like, well, you know, when, when's he going to win it back again? Samara so Series? Rumble next year?
0: Yeah. I would have thought if, yeah, if they faced again at WrestleMania, I would have seen Drew wins again. I suppose after after Sunday, then we'll start to see the, the WrestleMania take shape. where we are. Hmm. I, have, I have seen a little rumour. that Goldberg. Have you heard the rumour potentially about Goldberg WrestleMania match? No. I saw something random showed up and said about the um, yeah, consideration just to have Goldberg face riddle at WrestleMania. Can you imagine Goldberg
1: versus Riddle? A legit UFC fighter. Yeah. You know, MMA guy, Matt Riddle versus Goldberg, who's again, love Goldberg, but you're not MMA fighter. You know, you've done your kickboxing, you've done a bit of Muay Thai and everything, which is good, but you're at a point where you know he's breaking, he admits he finds it hard to stay at a certain level. Yeah. He finds it very, very hard. You know, he pushes himself and he drops a lot of weight. Can you imagine Goldberg versus Matt Riddle? Matt Riddle just shoots on him, and Goldberg can't do anything. I know, I know, it's highly unlikely, but mm-hmm. imagine the mighty Goldberg goes in there, this small guy, this Kevin rip Ripoff, goes in there and basically manhandles him, and then
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: his legacy, his legacy, essentially, especially with the so-called older fans, would be
0: ruined. Nah, that wouldn't be good for him at all. Well, on that note, I think it kind of loosely ties into what your subject's going to be about in the parting shot today, doesn't it? Do you want to go for it?
1: It's the parting shot with the hitman Myers. This is what I have to say. I love big, big men wrestling. I love small men wrestling. But the thing is, I think big men to me are unique. Not just for their size, but for what they can do. Most people look at wrestlers and see larger-than-life characters, and for me, as a big guy myself, I've always looked up to them. People like Sid Vicious, Taker. I know people might not, you know, class Varouk or sorry, slash Ron Simmons as a big res- as a very big wrestler, but I think for his size and what he could do, it was very, very good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: My issue is this: yeah, people out there like Brian Cage, and you know, Braun Showman to a degree. People like Brian Cage, to me, great wrestler, amazing. But I call him big for nothing. Big for nothing just because this guy can do a million moves and it looks amazing. But one of them should kill a guy. I've seen him against Darby Allen, against Pockets and all those people like that. This guy is doing shooting Star press. He's doing these Death Valley drivers, all this stuff like that, and can't finish it. It's taking him 20 minutes to beat some nobody. Mm. 20 minutes to beat a nobody. Really? You worked hard for all those muscles. You have all that strength. You know, your are Tez's boy and everything. Come on. But not just him. I think even people like Keith Lee and people like that. Great wrestler, again. But again, you're... Oh, what's the word? You're minimizing yourself. You're bringing yourself down to the small guys. No. You're bid for a reason. Use that to your advantage. You know? It just it really drives me up the wall because again, it's like the philosophy now is moves, 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 moves. Don't sell. Is that the psychology to me is gone. The psychology has been reversed.
0: Not good. Mm -hmm. that's, That's probably part of why they, they do it though. I guess to fit in like this, the, it's evolved naturally anyway. So for a big man to just do what, what big men used to do, if, if the smaller guys do more than the smaller guys used to do, I guess the big guys have got to do more than the big guys used to do.
1: Hmm. I hear that, but the problem is, though, you're fitting into people who are, you know, you're fitting into guys basically who are two times the size less than you. Even sometimes ten mm-hmm. times the size less than you. Yes, these guys have to do all these moves because, again, they don't really have, you know, so-called the power, the strength and everything. Yes, they've got the speed, but the impact isn't that much. For example, if Brian Cage, for example, does his finisher to, I don't know, Darby Allen, that match should be done. It should be done. He shouldn't, he shouldn't be doing um, his finisher, then, you know, I don't know, um, Brain Buster, then a Jackhammer, then a Spike Power Bomb, then a Spike Power Driver, and then it's like he's still kicking out too. It's like, well, you're ineffective, to my point. Why, why would I, as a, as, a, um, why would I as, as a supporter, want to support you?
0: Mm. But but that's kind of a, a a problem for everybody in a way, isn't it? No, moves aren't protected like the, not even like they used to be. They they're not protected. Any any move isn't really seen as that's a surefire fire finisher, or moves that like you can hit the the most craziest looking knockout move, and it won't be knocked out because it's just it's it's um, it's the way it's ev- evolved. You have to have evolution. I, I do think that's for me personally. I I feel it cheapens your investment in it, you can't get as invested in it because it just feels like it. You can't, it is it's almost just, you're doing moves for the sake of moves, the lack of selling that kind of thing. So I, I hear what you're saying. I think, I think a big man though, kind of to a degree, they, they definitely probably look at it as we need to do more because we can't be like a, like a plodding big man that just, just punches, kicks and bear hugs because now like everybody's just doing too much. So a big man has to be evolved from the old, the older big man. It used to be an exception. Someone like Vader or Bam Bam Bigelow, when they because they would do some athletic stuff that you did wasn't traditional. They weren't like Andre the Giant or King Kong Bundy. Well, King Kong Bundy was a quite an athletic big big guy, mm-hmm. but generally, like the the traditional eighties, seventies, eighties big guy was more of a sort of they were a force. They was just stand like you ran into them or kind of, or you ran from them. Of course. And they would just, they would just pick you apart, kind of, you know, hammer you and throw you around, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't chase. They wouldn't like go up to the top rope and, and dive on you. you get exceptions. I mean, to me, you've always had exceptions. I know it's, it's way different now, but back in the day, like someone like Big Boss Man, even oh, when yeah. he was massively, like when he was a heel, when he was bigger than he was as a baby face, he was a proper fast paced. Like he, yeah, he would climb to the top rope. His stuff was quite, he was agile for a big man. You had like Andre, Andre the Giant in his later years was like virtually immobile mm. and people would just, yeah, he would just sort of stand on the spot and beat people up. <laughs> mm. But you had, yeah, an earthquake. You look at earthquake, he was throwing drop kicks. That's true. They obviously weren't like running around the ring and yeah, constantly, but they showed they showed off a little bit of agility. So I, I look at it as like, it's it's just, a, I'm not saying it's, it's a good thing that wrestling has evolved to, to the point where moves don't really mean much but I guess it is the evolution that's going to happen. If you had back then, that was the level of agility and showing off their moves back then. You're going to multiply like 20, 30 years on when the smaller guys have have multiplied what they do. Mm -hmm. Everybody's kind of exaggerated. So a big guy is going to exaggerate what to do. Whereas Vader was doing a one moon salt and like these running across the ring with a big splash. Now they're going to, they're going to start corkscrewing it and double flipping it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. Thing is, I, I agree, and the thing is, like you said, like you know, big boss Bam bam, bam, bigelow. You know, they worked with, you know a very fast-paced style. You know, and their mm. moves. But the thing is, you believe in them. You watch them, you're like, wow, okay. Like like you said, with big boss Bam he would run in, you know, run around the ropes and everything, do his little moves, you know, jump off the top rope and everything. But the thing is, there was a psychology behind it as well. With today's big men, really, being big means nothing then. When you think about it, like for mm. example, again I use an example: of the two guys who are quite prominent big guys, uh, B- uh, Brian Cage and Keith Lee. What makes them any different from anybody else? Then mm. nothing. Nothing really makes them different. Like Brian no, Cage, they- you know, he, he's a brick. This this guy's a brick. He's built. You know what I mean? He, he's what six foot two at least.
0: Yeah, it's kind right? they, they've got the well factor when they come out. But I hear, i I know what you're saying. It's like sometimes i I'm, i've seen a little bit of brian cage oh would definitely mm-hmm. I've seen what he looks like and yeah the guy like straight away you like, whoa the size really? i mean it is presentation because you can you can have that well factor and you can lose it i can see what you say like sometimes somebody like brian cage would have that well factor but if he doesn't present himself as a wrestler that you know keeps people invested he can then just become even though he's got this amazing like standout physique and size that he just becomes just another wrestler mm-hmm. once he-
1: what's the old saying? Big for nothing.
0: That's your old yeah. saying, uh. <laughs> Big for nothing. I hear that many times. Yes,
1: that's nothing. my saying. I love these big guys. I love you guys, but man, you guys are big for nothing. You put me in the ring with you guys. You give me your physique. People like the, you know, these um Darby Islands, all these small guys and everything. If I catch you, I'm giving you a power bomb, boom, one, two, three, you're out of there. I mean, like Richards. yeah. I love Sid yeah. back in the day with the jobbers. You know, doing his you know, doing the big boot. The uh, powerbomb, bam, one, two, three. That's it. Mm. I guess these days, no one wants to be a air quotes jobber because obviously it's, it's a bad thing, you
0: know? Yeah, yeah. I think that that doesn't help as well. The fact that everybody has to be competitive. Back in the day, you could see these kind of squash matches. I mean, Goldberg would squash people every week. Oh. And the old nature of wrestling was there were squash matches for everybody. So, and it was somebody like Sid would be like, oh, he's his squash matches are a lot more. Dominant you know like you'd have everybody else Would just do their moves and kind of win and then it's done mm. But somebody like Sid would come out And he would just decimate them and he's like he's the killer He's that killer like and Goldberg Would come out and just destroy people
2: mm.
0: That was That was like the squash match so you kind of like thought Sid was like king of squash matches that was kind of A reputation he had back in the early 90s <laughs> Late 80s yeah. early 90s Like he's a, he's a squash match squash Squash match king you like watch his stuff. He do these big. Obviously, he finishes the power bomb. He had the choke slam, these oh, airplane yeah. spin. He would just come out like it, like just go go through them. It weren't like he's just wrestling them and doing these moves. Like a squash match was normally a non-competitive. You'd have maybe they'd get a couple of punches in here and there. Sometimes it literally be they'll just lock up. The wrestler would just start throwing like hip tossing them, headlock, and just do a few moves with them and then hit him with the finishing move, and it's over. No, like no back and forth. Mm. But yeah. yeah, that that was that was now you don't have squad because everybody like look if the, if it happened you, the internet would be up in, in uproar. He's buried. He's burying him. People can't lose in 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 short in a short span.
1: You know what? You just said something. You said something which is very very which is key. Is mm. very very much a key. The internet will go crazy. Internet. You and I and Anton are consumer of the business. We buy the product, we watch the product. But like we said before, you have your wrestling which you like. Fine. But the thing is, everybody cannot be the same. We're not all the same. We don't all look alike. We all we all don't dress alike. We all don't wrestle alike. There's variation. I don't really like hardcore matches too much, but again, ECW was there, you know, you had um Memphis wrestling, you had all these other places which, you know, hardcore wrestling was it but if you don't really like it, you don't watch it. Again, big guys are meant to be in the business. There's a reason why big guys work. Yes, you can say, oh, it's, it's a new age, it's a new time and everything. But if we're going by how the business is today, numbers, again, the numbers that you guys love and profess, and you know, you talk about how um, all these companies and everything, the numbers are so low. That's, that's one of the reasons why. I'm sorry. That's one of the reasons why it's so low. Because again, people watch and say, this guy, Really?
0: Okay. There's definitely something to be said for for what, when you look at say Brock Lesnar the fact that he has I I know it's not always popular it is with us but it's not, not always a popular the way, for Lesnar to, to be the way he is but it is proven essentially he is that kind of model of what you're saying the big guy that's a killer that's dangerous that isn't like he, I mean, he does, he does athletic moves. He's definitely an athletic big man, but he don't, you know, he's, he's he's more again, stationary to a degree. He carries it with his aura and he does devastating moves. He doesn't do loads of flips and stuff like that because he, it's that thing of, he doesn't need to, his character would, like wouldn't need to. He wouldn't he, do that yeah. I know he, you know he did the shooting star press, <laughs> but <laughs> he wouldn't need to. And that, and that is the, so I, I agree with you. And, For all the detractors that are out there, and it's obviously it's it's a vocal, maybe I'd say it's probably the vocal minority that dislike Brock Lesnar and think you know oh he shouldn't he's rubbish or whatever. I I again I'll say I, I think I look forward to Brock Lesnar matches, and it's that aura that that carries it. And for for the detractors, again he's one of the biggest box office stars that they've got, which proves that okay, like he might have a vocal. Group that are out there that will say, "Oh, Brock Lesnar's boring. He just just shows up every now and then, and all he does is suplex or whatever." I don't agree with that that viewpoint, but regardless, even if that is the case, he's box office, he's money, he's what people like. Again, because the way he carries himself, which I'm saying, essentially, I'm kind of going back to to backing up your point that he's actually an example of that. Same with Goldberg. Mm -hmm. Again, he's 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 a draw. Yeah, box office. That people want to see these guys act. the the presentation of what you would expect them to be if you're that big and strong and athletic like you it's not a case oh if you're big you're you're best but these guys are big athletic strong bad looking bad looking men I was about to say another M word Samuel Jackson bad (laughs) (laughs) that's where I was going with it but they look the part they act the part and they are the part in real life I mean these guys aren't especially Brock we know UFC champion legit amateur yeah Legit. So, and he, but he carries it off. You look at him as a, like, like, you believe in him. You believe that he could destroy people and he's presented as such, and it makes money. He is a, yeah. he's a draw. He's a box office draw. And that is the whole point. So, yeah, to go back to what you're saying, it probably is if they could dial that back and obviously mm-hmm. still have people wrestle athletes. Much, it is much better to see somebody like Brock Lesnar uh, than the Warlord.
1: Of course. You know, yeah, Warlord man, man. looked the part, the Warlord room looked,
0: room. Um, he looked yeah. awesome, but his yeah. wrestling style was boring. Like he would, in front oh, face, lock, hold him there, lift his arm up, uh, club. He still carried off like a presence about him, but obviously if you want to watch a really good quality wrestling match, Brock Lesnar blows him out of the water, mm. but he carries off that aura as much, or well, more so than the Warlord.
2: Mm.
0: So I do, yeah, I think there's something to be said for, yeah, like Vader. Again, Vader was athletic but he was a killer. He was like scary. Like you don't, you know, you don't want to mess with Vader. Vader's a destroyer, but he still would throw in like athletic moves and he'd still have his working shoes on. So you can True. still be a quality, quality performer, like a wrestler, wrestler mm-hmm. and project an aura. So I think what you're saying mm-hmm. is that they do so much. They just don't think about their aura. They don't put their aura across. My thing is this, is that what you
1: said? Think about the aura. You made a key point with Brock Lesnar. You made a key point with Goldberg. Proven commodities. Yes, you could say, well, the business was great back then. Fine. The business was great back then. Now the business isn't as great as what everyone says it is, but yet the numbers are low. I wouldn't say merchandise is down, but these guys are making probably more money than they ever wish they could make. But it's been proven. It's been proven by the so-called journalists everything, and even the so-called smart fans. Is all smart in one, in one way or another. But the internet fans, they when Brock Lesnar comes back, oh, forget Brock Lesnar. Oh, F him. Oh, this, that, this, that. But yet you're still watching it. you still tune in to see Brock Lesnar, or you still tune in, for example, recent to see Goldberg. Everyone wasn't happy when Goldberg, you know, did what he did to Drew McIntyre. Yeah? Hmm. But again, like I said, the, the, the difference was that Goldberg carried himself in such a way. Wow, okay, Goldberg's what, 53, what, 56 years old, I think he is now. But yeah, you're like, you know what? Yeah, I can still kind of believe him. Like, I watched that and thought, you know what? Even though Drew McIntyre is obviously bigger than him, a bit taller than him, and yes, better physique than him, I still thought, you know what? This 56 year old, you know, big guy still, most likely could still be Drew McIntyre. Obviously, he didn't, but, you know,
2: mm. yeah.
1: Well, I don't know. I, 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 you know what? Personally, like I said before, big guys you got your wrestlers, you know. You got your your icons, you have your coaches and everything. Listen to what Al Snow said. You're a commercial piece. When you go out there, you're out there to sell your product. If you're going to be like everybody else, there's nothing that makes you special. There's nothing that makes you unique. Your size, love it or hate it, makes you unique. Use it to your advantage. Like you said, Brock Lesnar, if for anything, Brock Lesnar is an example of being, as the word is, smart. When he first started, yeah, he was wrestling, doing what he was doing. But as time went along, to prolong his career and in the day, to make more money, which which is the reason why a lot of times we do this stuff. Yes, we all love the business, but again, we want to get a financial reward from it as well. To make money on the longer spectrum, be smart. But if you want to wrestle like the smaller guys and kill yourself every single week, and unfortunately, again, I love Dynamite Kid, but you're going to end up, end up like him. The guy was in a wheelchair. The guy was, you know, he couldn't wrestle, what, past, what, 35, maybe he 40? Was, he was done. That's it. yeah,
0: mm. You know. So I guess you're saying be big for something, not big for nothing.
1: Indeed. Indeed. Don't wrestle like Cody Rose and wrestle them, you know. They're, they're there for a reason. You have them there for a reason, you know. Big guys, use your size, be wise. Mr. Clean, it's been a pleasure. Peeps. As always, be smart. Wear your mask. Stand together. You train in a in a closed environment. Protect yourself. Do what you can do to protect everybody. Because trust me, as soon as this pandemic has eased and it's up, and eventually over, we'll be able to get back to doing what we love, especially wrestling. Everybody, we're out.